Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Guys, hello everyone. We're here. Oh, sorry. What happened? I tried to pick you up and give you love and you're going to growl at me? What happened? You okay? Can we sit up here? I'm here with the masterful queen, the mommies, the <laughs> repping for the mommies, Christ, whoop, whoop. Christina. But why do you keep your last name, Pazitsky? You don't, you don't, am I saying it right? No, yeah. Paz, okay. So it's Pazitsky. Pazitsky. Yeah. Which is so annoying. Like I need to take a shot of vodka when I say it. <laughs> I like, know. Pazitsky. It's been the worst name to have in I showbiz. love your name. I know, but nobody can spell it. Nobody, nobody can, can say, it. say it. I know. So I made it P and that's it. But legally, Christina I'm Segura. P. You're so pretty. Oh I my can't. God. You're so nice. She makes me feel good. Uh, you can come over anytime. I love it. I love you. She she told me I'm pretty and skinny and you like she's like I best. like your boobs. I'm like fuck. And they're real. They your are real. Boobs I, are real. Guys, you heard it here first from Christina P for the mommies. Okay, she knows about titties. This woman. Okay, first got, of all, I got tits for days, <laughs> and she's got huge tits. <laughs> It's a big titty club. <laughs> big titty club. And look at you. You look so good there. Oh, thanks. Yeah. You're so nice and I supportive. I need more people like you in my life. You know what? I've, can I, I tell you that I've decided I only fly with eagles. <laughs> Fuck them chickens on the floor. I fuck with eagles, girl. So, eagles! I'm dead. Eagle. Am I an eagle? You're an eagle? I love that. You know why? Because you're an innovator. You, uh, you're you so smart at how you do everything. You're talented. You're oh everything. Oh my God, I you're love everything. you. Can you be, can you be like my, my best friend forever? <laughs> I'm God, I need this. I, she just keeps complimenting me. I'm like, okay, go on. I can't be your best friend because I see your best friend on oh, Instagram. Michaela. She's perfect too, and she thinks she's fat. No, no, isn't no, that no. kind of crazy? How did you meet this girl? She's is she in Michaela show business too? Yeah, or? she's an actress. She was in like Guardians of the Galaxy and like oh. on Two Broke 
or two broke girls and that uh what's that show with charlie sheen that two and a half men oh my gosh she's been in a bunch of shit i'm sorry i'm such a i know no no but she's like no but she's like done a bunch of different episodes of stuff so it's not like she was like the main person you know okay she's very working like yeah she's done a lot i know and i'm like i've never been on a sitcom anything i'm like hey check out my instagram live (laughs) so depressing but isn't that the wonderfulness of the internet is that yeah. yeah, you can be on Instagram. Like, yeah. You can do your podcasting. That's true. And you're free. And yeah. you don't need the gatekeepers to tell you that you're worth it. Or audition. Can That's I make, the oh, worst. Or, can I turn my volume up? I like to you be, be louder? very loud. I like to hear my beautiful voice. Is that voice. you? Is that oh, meow, 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 meow. There you go. Oh, meow, Is meow, that meow, better meow. for you? That's good. I like that. Okay, good. So, yeah. yeah. So I'm glad to have you here. You came this all the great. way from Pacific Palisades. Don't Thank you. people I live there. Just kidding. She doesn't live there. We can cut that out. Daniel, cut it out. Done. Cut it out. Don't tell me. You guys are you guys are way too. (laughs) Yeah, I forget how famous you are. I mean, not famous. Not as famous. Your mom's house. Are you kidding me? You guys are the most famous. Are we? That's a your podcast is huge. It is now. It's funny because I don't. You know, it it kind of crept up slowly. Everything Tom and I have been doing in the last fifteen years, we just did. You've been doing your podcast for 15 years? uh, eight years. About eight years. Eight years. I'm on year one. I'm like, this is taking really long. (laughs) I get like two, I get like 5,000 views on YouTube. But my, when I put it on Instagram, it gets like 100,000. Well, that's the secret. It's always like finding where people find you. Yeah. Yeah. It just crept up. And it was one of those things we enjoyed doing so much. It was never work. It was fun. Awesome. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, oh, we, we, wow. We we have people that listen. I love that. Yeah. And you're both comedians. So it's like perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I know. It's fucking, it's weird. Yeah. Because I know, I mean, I, I sometimes that doesn't work. Yeah. It could be really, yeah. <laughs> sometimes yeah. they're like, I'm the funny one. And they get mad. They're like, you can't be funny. I'm funny. <laughs> you stop doing stand up. That's what happened. What? When I was dating that comedian I was talking yes. about, and we lived together, and we were going to open mics, doing stand up, everything together. And then he was like, you know what? We either have to break up or you have to stop doing stand up because this is too much. This is too much. Like, I don't like the pressure of competing with you, blah, 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 blah. So I stopped because I'm weak (gasps) and insecure. Oh, no. Yeah. You know what's interesting? I was actually thinking about that this morning Mm -hmm. that you're so funny. Oh, thanks. And you're great at your characters and you're like- why didn't you try? I was thinking that you probably- Yeah, I did for a while. It was really fun. It was really fun and I loved it, but- what about you know, sketch comedy? I, I could did see that. Doing I that. did that. I did like um, a couple shows on E that were like just didn't go anywhere. Yeah, it, but well, you know, it is goes. what it is. Nothing goes anywhere, does it? No, it's like but, unless. But who cares? Because you've got the internet. <gasps> who cares? Because I'm filming this on my iPhone. <laughs> Dead. Yeah. Okay, so you know it's what? The shit. whole premise of my podcast is the worst. Yeah. First, first worst. worst shit that's ever happened. To you it can be dating. It can yeah. be jobs. It can be you know, sex. It can be anything you want. Well, let me tell you something. Okay, tell me everything. I'm gonna, I might flip the script here. Please. Because I'm I'm a stand-up comic. You're a comedian yeah. too. Yeah. You know that the darkness is infinite. So infinite. So I, like I've been with Tom for 15 years. That's and just, so long. I know. How do you still like him? I don't know. It's weird, right? I do. I love him. We, we like each other a lot. That's amazing. I See know. guys, true love exists. It's weird. We, we work well. T- we're one of those couples that like, yeah. we just work. We're like, mm. but he I even said it. to me last week, he's like, uh, you know, I've known you for so long and you're still telling me shit that horrifies me about your childhood, about your past. He's like, like new stuff. Whoa. And I have a feeling, Miss Brittany, yeah. that your well goes deep too. Oh, my well's so deep. You yeah. can't even reach the bottom. Well, that, so I was thinking maybe we could do, instead of one incident, 
just kind of a lightning round where we go, go back, back and, and forth, forth of our trauma. Love that. You guys ready to be depressed? <laughs> Everyone ready to go get your tissues, everybody. Go get well, them. I have to tell you, because I'm I'm fascinated by you. I want to know you. your story. I feel I've told my stories. I know. I want to know. know you. What? What? Why are you funny? Oh, my God. Well, it's like, of course, we had like the worst childhood. Yeah. So the what, worst. give me like, OK, if you don't want to go deep on it, we don't yeah. have to. What's the cliff? The cliff's notes. Um, My mom. I'm, and I'm just repairing my relationship with her now, so I'm not going to like go, go oh, into it. But, she listens. you know, she she has issues and, uh, you know, wasn't the greatest when I was younger. And we yeah. did a lot of horrible stuff. And my brother and I got very traumatized by it, you know, and it was just a lot of fighting and a lot of drama. And we were always, you know, on the like fight or flight, you know, the like yes, on the yes, edge yes. of your seat where you feel like. Yep. You're like, fuck, I'm scared, you know? And and like, that's how I felt pretty much 24-7 yep. in my childhood. And it was just like a way of, of life for me. And um, I remember I would have like diarrhea all the time. And people yeah. were, my, my parents took me to the doctor and they thought, oh, she has IBS, right? So they gave me like these IBS pills, but it was really just my anxiety. Yeah. So it was kind of crazy. Like that was like the main. What kind of stuff was wrong? Was, were you alone with her? Or was it yeah, was my, your dad? My dad worked during the day and she was home with us. And I just remember, you know. Um, she on drugs? Is it, was no, it? she didn't do drugs. It's just a mental illness is like very yeah. big in my family. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, um, somewhat a close relative of mine is schizophrenic and I don't want to say who, but like recently diagnosed schizophrenic and, you know, he's older and it's kind of crazy and it's like my close relative. So you're like, oh, it's scary. And then my dad's side's depression and my mom's side is like, I don't know what fucking just off the wall. And so, I mean, it's real. Like yeah. being fucked up mentally is so real. Know. You know, people act like people act like it's like a choice. They're like, no, you no, that's not true. Like you don't have, like you can't have a broken brain. Everyone is born with a perfect brain. And like, it's your choice whether you have anxiety or not. It's up to you. It's not yeah. fucking up to you. It's not. And especially what you're talking about, this prolonged yeah. Oh, fight or flight it's a trauma and then it just is? fucks you up right well, and then when you get older you're like then you're full of anxiety because yeah. your brain has been rewired yeah what was yours was yours like that too so my mom was kooky shoes too my right. mother the moms do it it's the yeah. mommies thank it's god you're mom. a good mommy fuck i but i've been in therapy for yeah. a decade yeah, like same. hardcore mm -hmm. i'm i take my lexapro oh hell yeah shout out to lexapro <laughs> i take my effexor they tried to switch me to lexapro why, why, why not well i took a effexor prozac combo for a little bit and then and I didn't have the greatest reaction. So they were like, maybe not Lexapro for you then. Cause okay. it's kind of like an off brand, a little bit related to Prozac. I don't know, whatever. I'm stuck on Effexor for life. <laughs> this podcast brought to you by Effexor. Don't be a fucking psycho. But thank God for <laughs> thank God. that because, so what that is, they say it's called complex PTSD. Oh yes, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, yes. it's like we've been that? to war. Yeah, yes, for your whole upbringing. Life. Yeah, Which is Childhood. crazy because that's when the brain is developing and to be constantly in a state of hyper arousal Vigi and yeah. hyper vigilance yeah, is what happens. Yeah, constantly. It's very hard to So undo. that's what yours was like too. So my mom had... Uh, an undiagnosed, of course, borderline personality. Oh my God, that's what my mom has. I know I'm not supposed ah, to ding, say ding, it, but ding. she literally has it. She just it. told me. I knew it. I knew she it. She just told me. Yeah. She's like, I got borderline. And then the other day she texted me the lyrics to Madonna's borderline. And she's like, this song's about me. 
I don't know if you guys have heard of that. Borderline feels like I'm going to lose my mind. Oh my she literally texted me Shit. all the lyrics and she goes, this is my song. Look, it's no. about me. No. No, I'm dead serious. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, she you're has borderline in it. personality disorder, too. So did you How have crazy. a sibling? Or Older brother. Okay. Because my trauma was because I was an alone. Only. Oh, my God. No. Oh. <gasps> So I was in the upside down and also my dad, they divorced. So I was alone with my life. And then he was an alcoholic. So on top of that. You had no good parent. No. So I would, she would kick me out because they kick you out. I don't know if your mom ever did that. I didn't live with her. I live with my dad. Oh. She left. My dad raised me. And my dad has like depression, but he's like pretty normal. You know what? We could have a show. We should have a show. Called who's got the, like who's more traumatized? Because I think, I'm not sure. So here's the deal. Abandonment is the child's worst fear. My mom would kick me out. She would kick me out. Go live with your father. She would drop me off at school and be like, your room is too messy. I can't deal with you. Go live with your father. And then I would go live with my dad for months. She wouldn't take my phone calls. She would kick me out. And then eventually we'd make up and I'd come back, which was psycho. So I don't know what's worse, that At or, a young age? Oh, from- Like seven? Third grade. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what's more traumatic, that or having your mom just up and go. My mom found a new hot guy. So she was like, bye, bye, never had kids. See ya, losers. <laughs> dead wait Which, so wait your mom's from russia no hungarian hungarian both, both from hungary yeah so on so top like hardcore european people hard fucking core and they escaped from communism so they were tough resilient clever people Damn. and they were severely tra- traumatized from their childhood so yeah, it so was took it like out on you. well yeah they didn't know how to do it they just didn't know they had nothing to give it's oh not their fault you, know? so you were just constantly like <laughs> shivering and like, like a shelter just dog. freaked out like fucking fluffing your pillows making sure your room is clean fucking vacuuming picking up crumbs off the floor <laughs> isn't that horrible and it then you is. try to be like loved and be perfect and you're like never good enough yeah yeah and that and then you're compelled to do stand-up comedy which was really good for me actually because i yeah, channeled so much into that yeah. and so now that i can't do it because of this whole quarantine i'm kind of dealing with anxiety to the max i've been shopping on etsy and buying <laughs> some girl just spent like a month that's beautiful I though i know and i i'm into etsy and i'm <laughs> compulsive shopping etsy's and- a dark place <laughs> like people don't understand but etsy's like they're like check out this doll i made out of human hair and teeth and like they sell it for like five hundred dollars and people love it they're like this is creative i know like, you made this out of skin this is great i love it i'll wear it all over People are fucking totally. psycho on there, right? Totally. And I'm in the Etsy vortex. You're in the now. Et- you you you're in the dark vortex yeah. of TikTok. You're in the yeah, dark yeah, yeah. vortex of Etsy. Yeah. Like okay, Christina, you guys need to follow her on Instagram, but she posts the funniest shit on her Instagram and it's the darkest TikToks I've ever seen. Like I'm talking about the dark talks. The dark talks. Yeah. Like the yeah. people are missing teeth and like one eye yeah. and like But can I tell you it, it's not work for me either because people are like, how are you finding I these? don't see how this you- <laughs> stuff on my For You page. It's on mine. It doesn't take long. Your dark childhood just seeps through yeah. into the talk. I think it does because I find mental illness and dark shit really funny. And I think it's so I. my way of processing yeah. all the weirdness with my mom, mm-hmm. you know, and um, 
I, I like it. I laugh at it. I know you're not supposed to laugh at mental illness, but like I fucking had to, to survive my own situation. And I deal with my bullshit too. I have anxiety and all this and trauma, blah, blah, blah. So I feel like if you have uh, mental illness, you're allowed to do what you have to do to cope. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you're not, if you don't have it and then you're making fun of someone who has it, that's another thing. But if you do have it, like do what you got to do. I mean, I make fucking, I make TikToks about it too. Like going into my therapist and then like me breaking up with my therapist and then coming back like two minutes later, like I thought I was better, but I'm not, you know, this is a fucking waste of money. I could have bought 12 Louis Vuitton handbags, but I still have trauma. Do you go, are you still in therapy? Yeah. My therapist is really cool. She's, um, she's been on the pod. Her name's Julia Alperovich. She's like a Hungarian, no, is she, me, she's Russian, blogging? I'm sorry. But she's like you, she's got like the foreign situation, but yeah. she's tough. Well, they so are. she's tough. So she, she'll just call me out on my shit. Like if I'm just, you know, not help, trying to help myself. Like if I'm not meditating, if I'm drinking yeah. caffeine, if I'm doing things I shouldn't be doing and I'm having anxiety, she'll be like, well, are you trying to help yourself? Like, are you taking time out of your day to meditate and to breathe? Like, cause we don't I really, I forget to do that too, Why but it makes forget? a big difference. Yeah. Cause before this whole thing, I had such a regiment routine. Yeah. yeah. It was like, I do Pilates at nine. <laughs> I come home, I do TM for 20 <laughs> minutes. And then I, I'm practice my gratitude. Like it was a whole thing. And then like, <laughs> Pilates out the window. I know. And then I just forget that I, that I meditate. Right. You just forget that you have to like be like care about yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You're just like Etsy. (laughs) I just see it. All I do is just buy things on Etsy, hoping to fill this black hole inside, but no matter what, Wait, so, okay, so I'm talking, so you grew up with your mom. She was- You gotta do stand-up. I Why did you. you let that guy, I know, honestly, I shouldn't say that, but like- I know, but I'm like, You're so, young, you're young, and then Not someone, really anymore. No, but I mean, like, when that happened, probably- <laughs> Oh, yeah, I was, yeah, I was like 23. And you lit, yeah, you're so young. That's yeah. why the like, people, when they're like, give me advice on my stand-up, I'm like, I would never do that to you. Yeah. Because what if I said one thing, yeah. and you and you heard it wrong yeah. or something, and then I completely was responsible for taking you off a course. Yeah. Christina P. told me to never do it, so yeah. I stopped, <laughs> and now I work at Geico right. for the rest of my miserable right. life. Right, I can't carry that weight. No. Okay, wait. So, so I, I want to hear more about- toe toe. Yeah, I want to hear, so you were by yourself, your yeah. mom, BPD, and, uh, and so you, like, how did it start with you with the anxiety? Did you start having panic attacks? Yeah. Because it was stressful, right? Yeah, when I was you were a scared. Kid. Yeah, and yeah. so what would your mom do when you had those? Okay, so I, I started to develop a thing around vomiting, around- Oh, I've heard of that. When you yeah. get really upset, they throw up. Yeah. Tommy's son used to do that. Oh, oh, right. Well, no, I did, I've developed a phobia of vomiting. Oh, scared of vomiting. Yeah. My friend Rita's like that. She's yeah. so, she'll do anything not to vomit. Same. Yeah. And, and I went 20, no, I went like 12 years without vomiting wow. until my son gave me a stomach bug oh, like last no. fall. But yeah. And so I would get like panic attacks thinking about having to vomit. And then I would go just put my feet in the pool uh-huh. and that wouldn't help. But, um, but I had a separate life. Like, you know, when your parents are nutty, you kind of, yeah, you have to get away. I just hid. So I just hid in my room and I listened to records and stories Mm -hmm. and I watched television and that's how I learned about like Americans, like normal life. Like Charles in charge taught me how to be an American because at home we were eating like cow brains. Were you really? Yeah. We're fucking, wow. Worst first dinner. Cow (laughs) brains. What the fuck? Cow, how do you even serve that? So you bread them, you like make them into patties and then you bread it and then you fry them. And I didn't even know they were cow brains until I was like 10. Where do you even buy that? (laughs) 
the fucking Hungarian murder store. Welcome. We have cow brains. We have pig dick. We have That's everything. Good. That's a good accent. Is that crazy, yeah. right? Yeah, like, did she buy them at Gelson's? I'm not sure. I, Gelson's does not sell cow brains. Trust me, I've been... <laughs> I've been to Gelson's quite a few times. So I've just used any excuse to get out of the house. I'm like, uh, I got to the grocery store. We need one Q-tip. I got to go get it. No. There's no cow brains at Gelson's. I don't know how she found them. But and then how did you find out they were cow brains? So I just asked one day. I was like, this, is this? meat is mushy because it's mushier than anything else. And I was like, what the, What am I eating? Is it like ground beef? No, because I had had ground beef at that point in my life. Yeah. And I'm like, that's different consistency. I'm like, this is really squishy. What is it? And then she told me, and I was like, never, I'll never eat this again. Yeah. And she'd just be in the kitchen fucking <laughs> putting a little fucking paprika on See, it and shit. You're not a foreigner. That's why, are you American? My parent, my grandparents are all from Italy on mm. both sides. So not really like, I mean, I'm American, but I'm like, kind of like, you know, you, a fucking Guido. So. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I mean, we, we, my grandfather, I remember taking frogs out of the backyard, <laughs> like a fucking psycho and putting them in a pot and boiling them and eating their fucking legs. Seriously. That was traumatizing. Wait, I thought you had to eat like special frog legs. Like I don't from Probably. Not- and he just fucking, he used to, <laughs> he had a garden and he would just grow his own fucked up shit and we'd eat it. I and don't he was know. Italian? He was Italian, see, yeah. Foreigners he do, didn't give a shit. That's the thing. And that's eat squirrels and shit. That's he didn't right. give a fuck. But see, you know why? Because they had to deal with real hardships. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. now with this pandemic for the first time, Americans are like, we can't get toilet paper. <laughs> How crazy is I can't, I haven't been able to buy toilet paper. I've been having to order it for like, <laughs> I paid $50 for like two rolls. Some fucking piece of shit right. on Amazon. But after a few wars, <laughs> you best believe you'll be eating frog legs and <laughs> then you develop a taste for them. <laughs> I will never eat frog legs. So- you're with your dad. With my dad. And by myself and my brother. Uh, so that's why I'm such a tomboy. Same. Like, yeah. I got, you are t- too, but yeah. like you raised with your mommy. Well, then she kicked me out and I go live with my, my dad. Daddy. And then. Yeah. And was he nice? Yeah. 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 He was an alcoholic, but nice. Okay. And he took me to bars with him growing Stop. up. Stop. When you were little, he'd be like, you're you color and I'm going to take 12 shots. <laughs> Basically. Stop. Basically. Yeah. Yeah, and I, we would go to a place in the San Fernando Valley called the Beef and Barrel. Yikes. It doesn't exist anymore. And I loved it because I was like nine and I would dance with sailors. And I thought it was the coolest Sailors? Thing. Where was this? By a port? <laughs> like, no. what was this? But I remember dancing with sailors and that song, Moni Moni, the Billy Idol version. Here she comes. And they would go, hey, motherfucker, get laid, get fucked. And I learned that from them and i was like this is amazing wow yeah. and then i would go to school and be like dudes did you know there's like a hidden verse to moni stop <laughs> and they'd be like wow she's got a dirty mouth <laughs> naughty girl yeah so just chaos so chaos. wait was your dad at least together like did yeah he my cook? dad's my dad's my dad tried his best he my dad has depression but he would like never admit it and he won't take obviously won't take medication doesn't believe in any of that stuff but you know it was just me and him and my brother and my mom was like in and out doing her own thing between like being psycho and not being psycho and just whatever anyway but did you know as a kid that it was her and not you i think the hardest thing was was i love her and love her because she's my mother and yeah. i and a kid's love for their mother is kind of undying no matter how horrible a person can be to you yeah you 
just love them because you're like, oh, that's mommy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, I know it. Yeah. And so, you know, the abuse was unreal in, in terms of like, you know, and I've told this on my podcast before where she would like, you know, when my parents first got divorced, it was really messy. She still had a key to our house and she could come and go and she would take stuff from our house and bring it to her new house. And, <sighs> you know, if my dad was seeing someone and they bought him something, she would break it in front of us. And then, you know, she just would be back and forth. And she would break it. She would break like, it. Who brought she, this yeah. in the last? Is this from Nancy? Yes. Like that kind of thing? Yes. You tell me everything about that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she'd smash it. Yeah. And then, um, and then it got really bad to the point where, you know, and my dad like was just so, I don't know why he just let her do this, but like she would, she was living with this guy and whenever they'd have a fight, she would threaten to like kill herself. And oh so boy. she'd come over like once a month, they'd have like a blowout, you know, when her fucking mood would fluctuate. And she'd come over at like 12 o'clock AM and I'm in, I'm like, I'm like six and she'd bang on the door and she'd tell my dad, I need to see Brittany and she'd be crying and my dad would wake me up no. and then I'd go in the car with her and we'd drive around and she'd be crying and she'd be like, I'm just wanted to say goodbye. I'm killing myself and don't <gasps> worry. I'm leaving you everything. And then I'd be sitting there like I just woke up fucking crusties in my eyes. I'd be like, no mommy, don't kill yourself. Like, please, I love you. And I'd be crying oh, yeah. and devastated. And I'd be literally would be with her for like three hours at 12 o'clock in the morning. Oh, Oh trying to convince her not to kill herself and then finally after three hours I would convince her not and I'd be like I love you like don't do it mommy I love you you know my brother wouldn't put up with that shit my brother that's the thing though they say it's harder with girls yeah the girls borderlines yeah and their mothers yeah. because you guys are just naturally yeah. more bonded so she used you as her therapist yeah. my mom did the same thing to me worse what did she do just like I was sitting down at the dinner table every night and downloading about her love life Ugh. and her problems and who's fucking with me and then how is your father? Who's she dating? What's happening? And the, like she wouldn't threaten suicide. She threatened suicide later yeah. when I was older. Yeah. But it was a lot of like- They treat Ugh. you like an adult. Yeah. You're like, I'm seven. I don't want to hear it's about traumatic. a Oh, I would hear about her sex life all the time. Did you learn about sex from your mom super early? Oh my God, I remember my mom giving me a bath. And I was like five and she'd be rubbing my back and washing me. And she'd go, you know, do you think I should leave your dad? And I was like, uh, can I have more bubbles? And like, and then she'd be like, his giant donkey dick doesn't fit inside of me. Oh. Hello. Don't judge me on my issues. Okay, guys. <laughs> Did your mom say shit like that to you? She, we, not about my dad, but she would be about like. About guys she was seeing. She would, no, she told me one time that my stepdad, this is later, she got remarried to a criminal. And she was, she'd be like, your stepfather, Dean, how was his name? Dean, his pickle is infected. Ew. You're like, I don't want to hear about Dean's pickle. Yeah. And he's, she, he wants to fuck me. I don't want to fuck him with his dirty pickle. I'm like, oh my God. But that, she would always tell me about stinky vaginas. Her <sighs> thing was like, men don't want women with stinky pussy. And now I was again, like seven, You're six. Like, yeah. I'm like, what? why am I worried about this right now? Like what? What's a pussy? Yeah. Oh like I don't even God. know. Yeah. And really young too. And, and then she had a sex drawer and she would show me like, this is oral sex cream. And this is edible underwear. She would show you. Yeah. To well, give did, me did, Dean, did Dean live with you guys? So I, Dean came into my life when I was 12. So when okay. I was, by the time I was 12, I was like, I need out. Fuck this bitch. You knew yeah. it was crazy. So I was already like, I had a, you know, I was out smoking cigarettes. And At 12? Yeah. By 13, I was like an adult. You were like 45. Yeah. You were like, 
they make I've eaten a lot of cow brains at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking out, brew. Whoa. And so he came when I was 12. And then, um, yeah, and then that was a whole Where other. did you live? Safrano Valley, brew. With your mom at 12 still, or did you leave? So, no, I did. I unfortunately. So what happened was we were living in just an apartment in mm-hmm. Tarzana, and then she got remarried to that guy, and then we moved to, like, Hidden Hills. Mm-hmm. And she was so into him mm-hmm. that she thankfully kind of ignored me yeah Yeah. so she got out of my ass and into his and i you know i had friends i had life outside Mm -hmm. of home Mm -hmm. and i would just stay at my friends houses as much as possible because i knew i was like bitch when i'm you know she would always tell me actually when you are 18 you are cut off and i was like bitch i'll be out sooner and i was i was out by 17 i went to college and i was gone and where did you go to college? University of San Francisco. Oh, I nice. barely got into college. Like I was so, my SATs were just horrible. Well, because of all the shit you're going through. Yeah. They're like, uh, hey, uh, what's the constitution of bitch? I don't even know if I'm going to survive tonight in my bed. I'm not worried about the goddamn fucking when the declaration of proclamation was signed. <laughs> oh, I, I know. Like, how can I study when there's yelling? Yeah. And like my mom showing me her fucking edible panties. <laughs> Bro, that's all that's been going through my head. I'm not going to remember this shit. I know. And you, yeah, you're too, you, there's too much at home. Yikes. Yeah. So, so good for you going to college, though. You got into college. Well, good for you. And you know why, though? It's only because I'm so easily swayed by what my friends were doing. Really? Yeah. But you also seem really smart. So, well, thanks. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe anymore. it's the glasses. <laughs> yeah. It's into, mm, just wearing people think you are. <laughs> The thicker flip yeah. framed your glasses, yeah. the smarter it, you are. It does make you look smarter. It does. Uh, so she went, my best friend went, was like, I'm going to go to USF. And I was like, I'm going to go too. And then I just applied because she did. <laughs> You're like, what a coincidence. <laughs> I also applied. Dead. Literally. It was such a fucking. I love it. So your dad's raising you. Your mom yes. would show up and terrorize you. Do yeah. you resent your dad for not protecting you from her a little bit? <sighs> you know, he eventually did. He eventually yeah. like. You know, because I started getting really fucked up. I developed OCD first before I developed uh, anxiety. Of course, I still did. You have, have it. it? Do you have it? Still did do. you have the touching thing? Um, no, I have a hypervigilance. That yeah, around checking. I, and- yeah, <laughs> I, I still check, but I try not to like check my curling iron like seven times before I leave the house. Still, just cause I'm like, all right, did I unplug it? Yeah, I did. But wait, wait, wait maybe I didn't. You know, and then go back because I'm like, if the house burns down, the dogs like that's all I care about. Of course. If the dogs weren't here, I wouldn't care. But so it started. My dad noticed that. Um, I would like, if I bump my hand on something, I'd have to like bump it eight more times oh. to give it back. Yep, yep. And then it turned into a rituals when I would have to go to school. I'd have to run up and down the stairs like eight times before I could go out the door. And like, it was like all these rituals and I was doing all this shit. And he was like, this is not normal. This is fucked up. So he like sent me to therapy and then Good. the therapist found out about, you know, all my stress and like what my mom, you know, the stress that my mom was causing me. And they're like, she's going to end up, you know, like really messed up from this like she even told my dad she's like the fact that she's not even more messed up from this yet is crazy and that the the ocd was like a coping Mm -hmm. mechanism right Mm -hmm. it's like your body when you're under trauma or stress your brain does that to distract you to protect you. yeah to protect you isn't that weird yeah and the hypervigilance and the and the uh, anxiety comes because when we were under so much trauma as kids, our amygdala grew larger than it was supposed to because we were under like, it was for instance, like, you know, back in the day, if you were under constant attack of a lion, your amygdala would grow right. larger to keep you you know, protected and, and on fl- fight or flight mode to survive. So because we, even though it's in modern times and there's no lion, in this case, like our mom is the lion. I know. And we're constantly like, it, 
like surviving for our lives, even though it's not like life or death, our brain can't tell the difference. That's And that's the torture of trying to undo all that stuff. You can't really undo it. <laughs> like, no, you That's the fucking problem. It's like, it sucks. Cause it's like people are, and then people are like, oh, you know, um, you know, why don't you just like do yoga or like, yeah. they don't really get that. It's like, once you're in, like you said, when your brain is developing yeah. and this is happening to you, it shapes everything. And it's that's just how it is it. now. Yeah. I know. And those things can like help regulate you mm-hmm. a little bit so mm-hmm. that, but I go through, I'm sure you do too. Like when you get uh, like triggered. Oh um, yeah. Do you get like dissociative yeah. stuff? Oh, yeah. I'll be sitting there and like, I'll be leaving my body for sure. Like I've been, I did it the other day. I was like driving my car. Actually, you know what? I'm sorry. Tommy and I were going to see a house and we were driving on the road and I just was like, I'm sitting here and he's talking to me, but I'm like not here. Like I was like outside of myself and I was just, and then I think sometimes I get too focused that like, oh, I'm a soul sitting in my body and I start Mm. to think about that too much. It's weird. But Do you yeah. think about death? All the time. Yeah, me too. Constantly. Yeah, Scared. especially with kids. I'm like, oh God, I just want to live until they're 18. Like, please. So wait, what made you dissociate the other day in the car? It happens to me all the time. It's like mm-hmm. if I get, I, 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 it happens to me, like I'll just be sitting there and I'll like, someone can be speaking to me and I'll randomly just be like, not here anymore because you're something will trigger like what I they've don't said no what triggers it sometimes mm. i just don't feel well like if i feel mm. a little off or if i feel like too much anxiety i'll start to drift and i don't know why my body just does it like to like protect myself but it's weird because it's like i don't do you have really vivid dreams i think we yeah, talked about this i you do. do i do i think that's time. part of it is like the ptsd is like vivid dreams yeah. and i notice when i'm sleeping i feel like when i'm sleeping i leave my body mm. isn't this weird no do you I feel mean, that way i get no i don't know if i if i have that sensation mm-hmm. but my dreams are very loose very very real yeah. so when i dream i feel like i go to another realm mm. and i don't feel like i'm on earth anymore and then in the morning when i wake up i feel myself being like thrown back into my body and i've i've talked mm. about this and people are like it's called astral projecting and i've never really looked it up but anyway it's fucking psycho and that's why i wake up tired oh it's weird because you yeah i wake up tired when i'm super stressed out and worried mm. and anxious mm-hmm. yeah yeah. Fuck. Man. I know. So wait, when did you, so you, yeah. did you go to therapy when you were dealing with this with your mom or oh no? Cause God. they didn't want to. No dude. So they I were mean, like, eat more cow brains. Yeah, That's yeah. all you need. Well, yeah. this is the eighties. Like I'm, right. I was born in 76. So uh, in the eighties, like there was no idea of PTSD or like borderline. Know, right? like, it was just all kind of starting, you know? Yeah. So by the time I'm a teenager, I am like crazy. Like yeah. 14. I was like, did you do a lot of drugs? Um, yes. Experimentally. What drugs? Oh, everything. (laughs) Heroin, acid, cocaine, fucking meth, like everything. I tried these things. Just to feel better. Yeah. But I wasn't dialed in that way Mm -hmm, for addiction. mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. I didn't care. I just, I smoked, I drank, I did, I had friends, Mm -hmm. but I was suicidal by 14. I was like cutting and- I cut too. Yeah. 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 Cause like you want to die, but you don't have enough strength to fully do it. That's like the That's worst, totally right? You're oh like, my God. I can't go all the way. Yeah. That is a perfect description because mm-hmm. you want to die. That's so true. But you're like, there's a part of me that wants to live. Tiny part. Yeah. That just keeps you from shoving it all the way through your arm. Yeah. I used to tie belts around my neck until I passed out. Oh my God. Did you ever do that? Listening no. to like Portishead? Yeah, I love like, Portishead. <laughs> 
my dad would come to my room and like find me like my belt around my neck. Ugh. That's serious. Yeah, that's some David Carradine shit. Yeah. That's yes, how he died I know, sexually. I, I wasn't doing it in a sexual way, but I did like the like blood rush to my head and I'd get so lightheaded I'd pass out. And that's the weird thing because wow. now I'm so scared of dying. But yes. I wasn't scared of dying then yeah. and I wasn't on antidepressants. No. Once I got put on antidepressants, then I became scared of dying. Well, let me tell you what my shrink says about that. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. Get it, girl. Boom. Oh, hell Yeah. <laughs> This is the fucking <laughs> pussy fart burp podcast. I farted with Michaela on the podcast. I was like, huge one. She like, almost divorced me as a friend. Anyway, go ahead. What did your therapist say? What was it? Oh, oh. Your therapist says about, I said I wanted to kill myself and tried kind of before I was on antidepressants. Oh, it's because, okay. Okay. So uh, once I started taking Lexapro mm -hmm. and I had children and a husband and a life that I was really proud of and really happy about. Now suddenly I'm living for the first time. I'm not just in surviving mode, which right. is what it is when you, before you get into therapy and you get help after all this trauma, you're just surviving. Mm -hmm. Now I have so much to lose. I don't want to lose my life because I, I know because now so your hard. life's so great. Yeah, that's how I feel now too. I think that's why I'm extra panicky. Yeah, and scared of dying because my life is so wonderful. Yeah, and I, I have like a really awesome husband, and we're so happy, and like these two little idiots, <sighs> and like everything's so good. I'm like, fuck, please don't take it away. I'm sorry I ever wanted to die. And then I'm afraid God has like a delay. And then he's like, <laughs> oh, okay, let's see. Brittany Furlong, 2005, wanted to kill herself. Well, we better get to that. And then kills me now. Oh, I'm convinced that I'm dying of cancer slowly. I always feel like I have cancer. Yeah. Too. Where do it's you, an anxiety thing. Where do, or where heart, heart problems. Cancer? Oh, I see. I just had my heart looked at. I'm fine. Good. So I've had it looked at like every month for like the last 10 years. I'm like, nope, doc, it's going to stop. I know it is. That's Paranoid. You're, you're convinced it's the heart. Yes. I feel the, I get chest pain a lot. Do you? Um, no, I do have palpitations that I oh, believe are I anxiety. That. Yeah, related. yeah, yeah, yeah. And everything is centered in diarrhea for me. My stomach. If oh, I'm yeah. do, like really fucking revved up, mm -hmm. that's the first thing. Why do you think you have cancer? What part of the body do we have cancer? Breast. Oh, I'm, have you gotten a mammy? Yeah, I just did. Oh, I just did. I'm, I'm clear. Yeah. But because my grandmother died of it and my mother would always say, oh, you have to get your breast checked for the cancer. You're going to get breast cancer. You got big knockers. Does that make it? Did they have to use like three machines? <laughs> They're like, we got spillover. We need, can we get two more fucking... Can we just put two more machines in? Jesus Christ, you got massive tits. Massive tits. tits. Do you want, Tom must just be like, <laughs> <laughs> and breastfeeding didn't make it any Jeez. better. But your tits are big too. What are you working? Mine with? are big, um, but you know, I'm a 34D. No way. Yeah, but bigger. one's more like a C. Bigger. You think? Your Double tits are bigger D's, than maybe. mine. They're no, they're not, girl. Yeah. I just saw your. My, my tits are under my arm. Your tits are they, way. Your tits are like a Q. I know. Look. What's a cue? You have huge titties and natural. Big you got those Hungarian boobs. Yeah. I'm made to breed. I think you and you I are, are made to breed. I know, but except I'm too crazy. Too, cra too much anxiety, too much going on. And I have all that endometriosis and polycystic that, ovaries. That's I'm terrible. not doing that. Did you have any of that shit or no? No, I you was had very good babies. Lucky. Healthy. Good. Lucky. Did Now, here's my question. When you were pregnant, did you have extra anxiety? Was it worse? Oh, my God. So here's the deal, man. <sighs> I would have lost my shit. You I do. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Because once you have children, now you're really faced to deal with all your childhood shit <sighs> again. <sighs> yeah. And the pregnancy freaked me out because I was like, oh my God, can I travel? Can I get on a plane? Can I do stand up? Can I listen to Howard Stern? Am I still a person? Like, yes. You know what yeah. I mean? You're like, am I still a, am I a mom now? Like, what, mm. what's a mom? Because, you know, we, we don't. 
I don't really know what it is. Yeah, what's a mom? Because we didn't really have like the right example yeah. of that. So I struggle with that all the time. You're probably the best mommy though. Well, I do yeah. love, like I, it's bananas how much I'm really like. Mm, and I you have this. two boys? Yeah. Oh my God. They're cute. They're really and good. they're young. But see, you're good with these. These are all I need. I know. These I have, are my children. They're the best. They act like people. They're the best. They really do. They're not people. But, yee, 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 yee. Oh, oh, my best friend. I like dog breath too. You were yeah. you did a was it a talk where you like I did a little talkie. Yeah. Oh, I like it. So good. I like it. No. Okay, guys, wait, hang on. We're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back with Christina P on Worse Firsts. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Okay, we're back. <laughs> that was Dead. so People quick. love it. I know because I have to throw the ads in there. Yeah, Hopefully the, you guys are still listening. Um, you know what? It's You know what's crazy is that my girlfriend recently had a baby. She's Her baby's about nine months old and she has a lot of mental issues like I do and she had to get off all her medicine when she was pregnant. Oh which boy. is the worst because I yeah. my OBGYN said if I ever wanted to get pregnant, I could still stay on my medicine because I'm on Good. a low dose. And they let a lot of women for if, if you're on a low dose. But if she was so concerned about the baby. She got off all her medicine and then she got back on now that she's had the baby. And it's just like she is just struggling. But she like yeah. loves being a mom and she's yeah. a really good mom. But it's like almost like an overdo it like. You know, the baby has to have six bottles a day and has to eat three meals and everything has to be perfect. And we got to like change your diaper. You like that too? Hypervigilance. So what happens is you just, you push all that anxiety and hypervigilance towards the care of the baby when you're you're in an anxiety overdrive. Uh Uh-huh. And that's what I do with postpartum depression on both kids. Oh yeah, she has, she has that too. Yeah. But she won't accept any help, which is not good. How, how, how long has it been since she had her baby? She's nine, the baby's nine months. Yeah, just go go get on something. She won't accept any help, like with like 
caring for the kid and oh, no. she 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 feels like she can't even take a shower what oh uh, she's deep in it yeah and i'm like babe you like she came and visited us and i was like watching the baby and put on cartoons and the baby was in her little thingy and i said look you can put on some like cartoons and like get a shower wash your face you know maybe put her in there with you so you can watch her yeah like, that's out what the you shower, do. right you just put the baby down yeah she's like no because what if i'm like washing my face and something happens oh yeah she's really got it bad it sucks i, I had that so too. bad for her like that that hyper i can't even hold the baby what if i drop the baby yeah what if I, she's like paranoid about every the baby being hurt or like the baby yeah. would be like laughing and she'd be like oh my god what's wrong i'm like babe she's laughing like yeah. she's happy yeah and the yeah. baby's like the happiest baby yeah she needs help then because it's a it's a prison to be that yeah hyper vigilant and shitty so hold on so you're with your dad you're yep. with your bro do mm-hmm. you like your bro my bro's awesome but he, you know he when we were younger he cut off from everything and I just got to deal with everything because my brother was so mad at my mom for leaving Yeah, because he was like him and my mom were like best like close and then you know because she's that was her firstborn my brother and then when she left my brother was like fuck her he felt like she left he left you know left him for this guy and so he cut her off he like didn't care she'd be like i'm gonna kill myself he'd be like good (laughs) he was like so evil i was like don't say that greg you're not helping it and he'd be like taking tons of acid and smoking weed and just fading out of everything and you know he's got his issues but it's like you know we're still we're we're friendly i mean i love my brother i don't talk to him a lot he lives in pennsylvania but you know we both got really fucked up from it where did you grow up Pennsylvania, Pens- oh. Philadelphia, outside Philadelphia. Oh wow! That's- Ew, it was the worst. It was a fucking war. And people like people comment on my TikToks like I'm from where you're from, and I'm like, God bless. <laughs> Get the fuck out of there! It's I was a like, hard I hate town. That place. I, all I know of Philadelphia is as a comedy. So as comedy cities go, like Helium Comedy yeah, Club I do and helium. stuff. Yeah, and you can tell the if the audiences are hard or or you know they're 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 hard laughers. Meaning they that are. they're hard to laugh. The yeah. East Coast in general. They're fucking miserable. I don't I don't know. I can't say. But they're like, so miserable. They go through all the seasons. They're like, I'm fucking hot. I'm cold. <laughs> I'm fucking, yeah, my job sucks. Like nobody says hi to each other. Like yeah. that was a weird thing coming to LA, like walking down the street and like you pass somebody and they'd be like, hello. And I was like, yeah. Some other fucking trying to rob me? Like, yeah. what's going on? Because in Philly, you just kind of keep to yourself, you know? Yeah. Even though they call it like the, the brotherly city of brotherly love. Yeah. And they're not at all. I actually, I, I like when people say hi, it pisses me off because it's, it's fucking unclassy. If you're going, like I dropped my kid off at preschool. I used to. Yeah. And if the parent, the other fucking parents don't, don't even acknowledge, hi, yeah. it's like, are you this classless? You fucking piece of so, garbage. So rude. Hi, good morning. Like yeah. you're modeling for these fucking kids. You douchebag. Or yeah. Open a door and, and let the, you know, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I know people are really people can be mean. So mean. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't I, like that. And, and I feel like too because you grow up with so much shit that I'm. I'm very sensitive to other people. Believe it or not, like I know we talk shit on your mom's house yeah, and we yeah. make fun of everything. I'm actually quite sympathetic to people yeah. and to their and what people are going through yeah. and the ability to put yourself in their shoes and yeah, like, your audience isn't though. <laughs> I, I did your mom's house, guys. I did their podcast. Yeah. If you want to see like a fucking, I read the, com- I wanted to kill Don't myself. Don't read the comments. They what were so doing? mean. They were like, this bitch is fucking, they used the R word. They called me retarded. I was like, what? What the fuck is this? They they were so mean to me. They were like, this would have been so much better if it was just Tommy. I no. was like, damn, these motherfuckers are And I barely said two words. I don't buy I, Listen. No, they were mean. It's a, okay. I never read the comments. I don't read my own. 
yeah. show comments. I don't read the Reddits or the Facebook. Fa- oh, God, Reddit. The, Hell what, no. You should see the YMH uh, Facebook group or whatever the fan page i had to stop reading it because even the, the fans of the show are like she's fucking stupid no it's like, because it's just- it, you know why because i realized that like tom and bert like that whole group of guys like their comedy is very like the guys that it attracts are like the guys who are like women belong in the kitchen and fuck <laughs> That fuck that you yeah, fuck that pussy and like that. That's yeah. the kind of guys like in America. Gosh. There's a lot of guys like that still in America who are like women aren't funny. Yeah, you know what's funny? Me sticking my big dick in your ass. <laughs> like they're just so gnarly. Like they're they like can be. They're like rough and tumble dudes. They like that, and be. they only think dudes are funny and they love dudes. And then if there's a woman, they they're just like, what's this woman doing here? You yeah. know, women are only good for fucking and sucking. <laughs> like they're just. I'll tell you what, too, when I started stand-up a million years ago, that was all the audiences, it Ew, felt like. like. how did you deal? I mean, you got good, Tell me a fast, horror story. All of, oh, God. I mean, I learned to feature all up and down Florida. That's yeah. where I featured, and I learned. God, Florida. I've done, yeah. And I've done, like, hibachi grills. I've done fucking, uh, you name it, convalescent center. The one time I, uh, the first time I featured, oh, my God. Uh, it was a triple run. It was horrible. It oh was boy. all up and down the, the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. And I did a biker bar. Oh, I'm sorry. There's nothing like you there. I didn't see you there. And I did a biker bar and it was a for- oh, it was in a clan town, a former clan town. And I talked to the chef who was a black guy and I'm like, what, what are you doing here? Yeah. Why do you live here? He goes, well, I don't live here. I live 75 miles you know, away. I come and I work. Anyway, I thought I'd be very clever. And I was like, what do you guys like to do for fun here besides drag minorities behind your tracks? Oh, stupid. That Did was you my, say that? Yeah. And I thought I was being clever. I yeah, thought I was yeah, Bill Hicks yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And a, someone threw a fucking bottle, a beer bottle at me. And that was it. I lasted about 20 seconds. And that was like, <laughs> that was probably the worst story. And the headliner, like, they dragged me off and she had to close the whole show. I mean, like they that threw was a bad. beer bottle at you. Like, yeah. did it hit you? My feet. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> right in the know. face. You're all- <laughs> oh, my God. God. Yeah. Can you imagine? That is kind of clever. I, I will say that's stage. a good show. It was a good opener. It's a good I opener for, for fucking those people. I couldn't those pull it people off. are like that. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've done it all. They're just I- like, don't call us out on our shit. Yeah, well, who wants that too? Like, you're at a, in retrospect, it was probably not like why would who cares? Yeah, they're they're rednecks. I would, I just wouldn't do the venue now. There's you know? just some guys that no matter how funny you are as a woman, they just won't laugh. They won't laugh. No, that's they'll true. just be so mad that they you're won't. a girl and up there trying, you know, trying your thing. They'll just like no. no. Well, because it's power. Yeah, uh, when a woman takes a microphone into her hand and commands a room, you're subverting the power structure. It's very fucking. It's subversion. Yeah. But I will say this generation, millennials, the Gen Y are down as fuck for female comics. Dude, they're so down for everything. They're down if you got a fucking pussy dick. They're yeah. down if you got fucking, they're so down for everything. They're down if they're, you got like titties and a mustache. Yeah. They're like, we love that. We stand. Yeah. We stand. Like people are just going to end up being like purple with like yeah. dick pussies and like in the future and like just like nose nose pierces and fucking like the mustaches and like vaginas like it's gonna be very different because on the talk i find i i I discovered i mean i'm learning about non-binary oh yeah and i don't fucking understand it Mm -hmm. and this one person was like had a beard yeah and and they were like yeah i have breasts and a beard but i'm not 
a man transitioning into the thing yeah. and then trans mask. And I'm, and I'm like, I don't fucking understand any of what you said. Yeah. I'm glad you're happy. But happy for you. That's rad. Yeah. Like it's obviously, I don't fucking, what do I care? Right. But I've it's never trip. minded. Yeah. It's, I, you know, that's the thing is like, it doesn't bother. It doesn't bother me. Cause it's like, it's not me. What do you care? Who cares? Yeah, it's I like, go care. ahead. If that makes you happy, happy to live your life. Like I, I'm, I'm fine with it. I think I'm probably non-binary. I'm do very you? masculine woman. I'm, I find myself, I feel like I'm a man on the inside a do little you? bit. Are yeah. you attracted to girls? Aggressive. No. Uh, not at all? No I lesbian like the, experiences? I mean, in, in college, who <laughs> didn't? In the 90s. <laughs> Dead. Did you ever? Yeah, I actually dated a girl. I was like, Full yeah, like when I was young, it was my first relationship. What? Mm-hmm. How old? It was my best friend. Um, I start. We started like fucking hooking up when I was like eight. What? Yeah, it was my mom's friend's daughter, Krista, and we would go over her house and we watch HBO Real Sex and we'd fucking hump the shit out of each other at eight. Mm-hmm. And that went on for years. Hold on. We were best friends too. So it was like awesome. It was like How? my best friend, and I liked like could but it's f- perfect. have sex with her. It was great, and it's safe. I yeah, imagine it was it fun. Feels really safe. It and did. Good. It was fun. It was really fun. And then and then it, but then it was weird because it wasn't like I wasn't like in love with her. It was more yeah. just like oh, this is like fun. Like we like have so much fun together, and then we like do this thing, and that was great. Wait, what? At eight years old, mm-hmm. you're doing vag stuff. Oh yeah. What do you mean? Are like, you going down sh- on each other? No, just like dry humping each other. That's easy. Easy. That's, that's it's easy. It's like she could job. be a pillow. Yeah. But it was like fun and we loved it. And we were like, that was like our thing. I'd go over there and sleep over. We'd watch HBO Real Sex <laughs> and then we'd get all show. horny. And then we'd like fucking. And that went on for years. And then she started fucking guys when we were like 13. And she was like, I don't want to do this anymore with you. Like, I like fucking guys. And I was like traumatized. I was like, penises, you're going to get pregnant. Ah, like so scared. And then I thought I was a lesbian for the longest time. But I was attracted to guys, you know? Yeah. So I was just really confused because I was like doing this girl thing and then like attracted to guys. And then like, it was just weird. It's a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. Well, especially to be sexually active so early. So early. That's really early to be. I don't be. know why either too. I wasn't molested or anything. Were I think you she privy? introduced me to it. So. She was your molester. She was, she was the one that instigated it. So it wasn't me, but she, I think she had some stuff that went Well, on. if you were watching HBO Real Sex at eight and at, at her house- yeah, so she was privy to stuff at a very early age. So yeah. she was overstimulated Way. sexually and then was like, hey, dude. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she's like, I'm horny. And I was like, What's okay. Horny? <laughs> she's like, sometimes I hump my dolls. I was like, what's that? And she like showed me. I had a cousin that like showed me how to hump pillows. That's a. Am- and know, we're all very young too. I knew a girl that humped shoes. Her Shoes? Jones. Yeah. When like, she was very young, too. How's that fun? I don't... A Mary Jane. She said she loved to hump a dry hump of Mary Jane. <gasps> Guys, we are all the same. <laughs> Let's just put it this way. We're all just fucking weird little horny humans. It's true. Isn't and, that crazy? But don't you... I know I've been told I should get into Al-Anon because you get oh, to Oh, I hear, go into Al-Anon. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I you, go to Al-Anon. Does it help you to hear other people's stories and stuff? Yeah, except it's like my... Uh, my parents didn't really like the alcohol thing. Like my mom would drink obviously and get fucking crazy, but she was just crazy either way. So it didn't matter. But a lot of their stories are so alcohol based that I'm like oh. kind of not really like relating to it. You know, it's like more of the mental illness stuff is where I think I need to go. But I don't know if there's like a group for that where your parents Dude, are mentally ill. That would be great. There like should a- start a group. Yeah. Where there's par- people whose parents were mentally ill. Yeah. 
<clears throat> especially <clears throat> borderline. Yes. Like a borderline support group for daughters of borderline yes. moms. Cause that's a special thing, man. That, that to have that relationship warped, the mother daughter thing. It's like, it's so hard. It's really it's been really just the worst. Is your mom still alive? No, thank God. She died in 2015. She did. Was that hard? Or oh what my was God. That like, okay. So here's a worst. Okay. Worst. Worst. 2015. I'm five months pregnant with my first kid. I land in uh, Montreal for the Montreal Comedy Festival uh-huh. and I get a text like, uh, call, talk to your husband, talk to your husband or whatever. I'm like, all right, whatever. And I'm, I see Tom and he sits me down in the hotel room and he's like, your mom died. And I start laughing and I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, I think he's kidding. And it was like, that was probably the worst moment. It was dealing with my mother's death and I had to come home and go to like the mortuary and do that whole has anyone Where died? Was in she? So she lived in um Marina Del Rey. Uh-huh. And um she was a shut in. She had people caring for her, thankfully. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Did you pay for it? No. How did mm, she afford it? The husband she was with, uh-huh. they divorced and she got a settlement. Some money. Okay. Yeah. Thank God. I mean, I always made sure she was cared for, like she wasn't eating dog food. Did you go see her? Yeah. So here's the deal. I went to go see her and she kicked me out and told me I was a bad daughter when eight years before she died. Uh So she kicked me out and I was like, all right. And I tried calling her and she would be like, I am moving furniture right now. I can't talk. And she would hang up on me. So then we didn't speak for eight years and then she died. And you would keep trying to talk to her and she wouldn't. I did. And then eventually I just just gave up, gave up. And then she would get weird. She wouldn't, she became really crazy. She was hearing voices. She became psychotic and broke from reality. And she would send me these really cryptic letters. She would send them to clubs that I was performing. What would they at. say? Well, um, she was into Hillary Clinton. It would be like Hillary Clinton has this heart condition. So you'd better be careful too. please call me. I have important information. It was like nonsense. Would you call her? No. No, you just didn't even care. You're like, mom, get away from me. Well, because it was so traumatizing. Yeah. Like every time a letter would show up, I would just be in pieces and mm-hmm, tears because mm-hmm. it was like, dude, I can't. So fucking delusional. I can't. Yeah. Like to see your parent really lose their shit. Yeah. It's just, and I knew she was being cared for. She had people that looked after her, blah, blah. So she was fine. Was she on medication? <laughs> She wouldn't take it. Of course not. The See, and then pe- people say that, like, and same, the borderlines don't ever want to take it, by the way, or they drink on it, which makes it worse. But here's the thing. People are always like, oh, it's like the medicine that's making these people crazy. No, bitch. No. <laughs> fucking, some people, ha- the reason we have this medicine is because of this kind of shit. Yeah. Like, this is what happens when you don't take the medicine. By the way, the person in my family who's become very schizophrenic. Yeah will not take medicine no, that, and, that's and what makes it's it the worst. So interesting that that is what my mother was diagnosed schizophrenic too towards the end of her life. And they did medicate her towards the end of her life. Cause right. I got to see all the records and yeah. stuff prior to her being medicated. So I got, so that's another thing. So when they die, you have to clean out their fucking apartment. Here I am. I'm, I'm about six or seven and months pregnant and I'm by myself. My husband's on the road. Um, I convinced my dad to come back from Hungary to come help me do this. He begrudgingly comes back because he's like, I'm on vacation. I'm like, dad, I have to clean out mom's apartment. Like, I'm not going to pay for her apartment. What did she die of? So, like pulmonary failure. She had cancer too eventually. And so she- Was she old? No, 69. That's not old at all. No. But 
I'll tell you, nothing worse than the mortuary when you're pregnant and like you're filling out forms for somebody's life that you haven't spoken to. It's your mom. It's been eight years. And then and then they're like, do you want to cremate? Do you want to bury? Did you love her? How much did you love her? How much do you want to pay? They for ask you that? No, but, but you know what I mean? Everything's so fucking so, expensive. So fucking survey on a scale of one to 10, how much do you give a fuck about this person? You're like, What? Well, basically, because if you want to bury somebody, that's a goddamn fortune, man. So it's like 10 grand, right? At least. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, she wanted to be cremated. I knew this about mm-hmm, her. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, how much is the box that you put her in? Did you love her? How much do you love her? Because if you want to spend, you know, 10, there's there's a $1,000 box. There's a cheap box. Oh, for my God. We're like, we have this beautiful Jonathan Adler. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're like, Really? It's yeah horrible. so it's like there's all those horrible and then going through their stuff and so anyway the point being she'd gotten so schizophrenic and crazy she'd kept files on tom and me she would listen to our podcast she would write down sayings that she thought were pertinent to her that she was hearing messages she would print out photos of tom like with his arm around like a female fan or something on the road and be like this is proof that he's cheating on you like it was craziness it was she would highlight you know instruction manuals for the microwave she was in the bible so she was circling bible for, it was that part was the hardest is the circling thing is so real with schizophrenics yeah they like circle words and make yep. think they're seeing messages that's all of it so crazy so you see their decline mm, yeah and you're like i kind of remember you being more lucid right and so that's that's the heart i think that God, was the worst I'm so sorry <clears throat> and so did now. she own her place no she was renting She's a renting nice place it. yeah and thankfully her she had a, a will because she was divorcing this guy and she fucking hated him wanted to make sure that oh this is hurting me right now yeah. um you know whatever thank god her affairs were in order but yeah. like just like did the, she leave you anything she did she did thank i mean that was really fucking cool that she actually did leave me a little chunk wow, of change nice. and, but there is nothing so. worse than canceling a dead person's car insurance gas bill like you don't realize that when somebody hey, fucking yeah, dies you gotta call the phone fucking verizon hey so they're not gonna be taking any more calls oh why, why? you're switching to another provider <laughs> no yeah we are jesus <laughs> We've switched. God, his service is always available for free. A hundred percent. Oh my God. And some God. places don't believe you. And they're like, can you go ahead and fax the death <gasps> Oh my God. Cause they're like, you're breaking a contract. We got to <laughs> charge you $400 unless you show yeah. us that they fucking died. Yeah. And I'm like, first of all, no, there's no fucking fax machine. It's not horrible. Someone did that to my grandma. When my grandmom died, they did that to my mom. My, my yeah. Dad, yeah. It's yep. like canceling credit card. It's, it is, that is probably the worst. And you're grieving and it's complicated because it's somebody you and didn't really pregnant. like. And you're pregnant. It's the fucking worst year of my your, life. Your baby's all, <laughs> what the fuck is going on in there, dude? Yeah, it was so oh, depressing. Man. That was probably the most depressed. You're so been. strong though. You know what though? I think so are you. And I think it's resilience. I think well. you and I should be, we should be. You know, porn porn stars or heroin be addicts. I could be one day. Don't. It's <laughs> not too late. TikTok. You never know. <gasps> milfs of milfs of Pornhub. There you go. Hey, I had OnlyFans reach out to me. They're like, "Hey, listen, <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, is that just sexual things, right? No, but there's kind of people getting on there now for everything because of like quarantine. Everyone's kind of like wanting to do their own thing and ha- have like you know, it's for like exclusive material. It's mostly sexual yeah, and right? stuff like that. Like, but now they're trying to like make it more like a. You know, anybody can be on it and it's like a subscription basis where people pay like $99 for the year and, you know, you upload like material on there that only is for OnlyFans and it's nowhere else. Sounds and like a real headache. Yeah, it's not really 
like I wasn't into it. So I what, was like, no. What? What? Like I'm trying yeah. to think like for me personally, I'm like, yeah. here's me. Here's me eating a shit. burger. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. What? They'd love that. They'd be like, oh, you shitting? Done. There's a game for that. Do you have guys, <laughs> do you have guys email you and ask for like your dirty sneakers and socks and stuff? No, and I'll tell you why. A, I don't check all those 99 plus. Yeah. Don't check messages, them. Messages, I do. You do? Well, only because I get podcast stories from it. Like when I oh. ask people to submit stories, so I see it. Well, yeah. that's smart. Mm-hmm. Um, No. And I think it's because my husband is a big, hairy guy that will yeah, probably he beat will the fucking kill them. But look yeah. at my husband. He's been to prison. They don't oh, care. Yes? Yeah, he was in prison for six that. months. What did he do? Him and Pamela when they had the fucking fight. Oh, wow. And he pushed her. He went to prison for six months for that. This Solitary so- confinement across from Robert Downey Jr. How <laughs> <laughs> about that shit? Don't you feel like, I feel like your husband's had a few different lifetimes because that seems like a lifetime ago. He is so strong. Yeah. If I went to prison... For six months and was uh, in solitary. For six months? And for six months with no TV, no cell phone. All you got was a fucking toilet, a cot, and a fucking book if you wanted to read one. Are for six fucking months, dude. And did they do that to protect him from the general population? Yeah, he had to be in, yeah, he had to be in, you know, seclusion because to not be with Gen Pop. Yeah. Wow. So and- six months of that, I would lose my shit. I would never be the same. He's like the most easygoing. He has no anxiety. How? He is so normal. He doesn't take any medication. He's a fucking happy-go-lucky dude. He has, like, I have anxiety attacks, and he's like, well, just, just calm down. And I'm like, oh, thanks, buddy. Thanks. That's That'll work. And he tries, like, he's so sweet. He'll, like, try to give me a hug, but he's like, <laughs> he, like, doesn't get yeah. it. Cause I'm, like, shaking, and he's like, he's like, he like thinks I'm secretly on drugs. I'm like, no, this is just me. No, I should be on more drugs. Like I'm only on the 37.5 effector <laughs> and Valium as needed. I should be on way more medication. Yeah. Every time I talk to my psychiatrist, he's like, can we add some stuff? Really? And you're oh, not, no. you don't, I don't want to. I know it's too much already. Cause the side effects I've tried, I just tried adding, um, I tried Wellbutrin. I tried adding that yeah, for that? daytime because I'm so tired usually. And uh, I didn't like it. I got migraines. Oh, that's terrible. Then I tried um, Pristique. You heard, never of heard of that That one. one gave me fucking just like, I felt like I'd like, my head was going to explode. It just made oh. me feel like air was in my head. You know what I mean? And, terrible. And I'm like, if something doesn't make me feel good right away, I don't like wait it out. And I know you're supposed to wait like, take it for like a couple weeks but if the first couple days i feel sick on it i can't keep forget taking it. it no you know what's interesting too is that i think it okay they say that war veterans when they talk about ptsd mm-hmm. you can only talk about it with other people that have been in the shit yeah and i feel like people like us who have been through the, the fucking trenches yeah, yeah like you really can't fathom it like tommy i'll tell my husband stories and that's why every time i tell him he's like what like it's I know. just and i've only told you like now this is a fraction there's still like a whole other I there's i want to hear everything volumes but then you're like they don't really comprehend the the levels mm. of terror like a kid can go through and the you know what i yeah. mean you have to experience it to kind of really fucking understand and the, and then it's so weird like what does tom do like if you have a panic attack is he oh good about it? yeah I don't have them very often. I oh, t- I took too much CBD uh-huh. with THC and then in freaked it, out. and I had a I was having yeah. rolling panic attacks. Yeah, and he's just like it's like he talked me down. Aww. It was really sweet, but I generally don't have them any. I don't have them anymore. Not since I was. But he's comforting. Yeah. Oh, that's he's good. very sweet. Mm-hmm. 
Sounds like yours is too. Yeah, Tommy is. He just doesn't get it. He's just like, oh, oh, well, what's the happening? I'll think about it. I'm like, well, I don't want to think right now. I'm like, <laughs> he's like, there's got to be a reason. I'm like, no, dude, I just started like it's because sometimes mine will just happen. Yeah, like, I'll, so I don't know what it is. I'm like, maybe like past life shit. I don't know, not to be weird, but like, I'll see a tree or something, or like, I'll be on vacation and I'll just like look and I'll see a color like of something. It'll be like a color of an umbrella or something. And all of a sudden, I'll be thrown into a panic attack. And I don't know why. It'll be random. It makes well, no sense. I'll tell you, I think my theory, because I would get that too. So, mm-hmm. okay. 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 All right. Uh, Let's break it down. Okay. So when I used to walk around our old neighborhood, Uh I would walk around the middle of day and I would hear leaf blowers Uh and I would immediately go into a dissociative, like I'm uneasy. I Mm -hmm. fucking hate leaf blowers. And I'm like, who hates leaf? Like who's saying that as passionately turns out as a childhood memory, my dad would just leave me home alone a lot in the summertime, like to Uh, go to work. Like I wouldn't do anything. I would sit in the house all day scared waiting for him to come home and when the gardeners would come around the leaf blowers, I would be afraid that they would break into the house and take me. Yeah. And so I have like a weird fear. You of know what I mean? They're all by the window. Yeah. yeah and it's scary, scary for a yeah. little girl who's yeah. alone in the house. It's mm-hmm. seven years old or whatever. And so that's, but that was a direct pipeline. I could yeah. remember that one. Yeah. But maybe you have some that are so in the vaults that you just see a color and I you're can't like, remember them. It's like, even, yeah. And it's I'm trauma though, because the trauma brain can't remember. Mm-hmm. You have to try. So Miss Pat told me a comedian, cause she goes, yeah. Christina, you just got to try to remember, just start trying to yeah. remember. And then they'll start. Cause I couldn't remember anything in my childhood either for like years. A long time. Yeah. She goes, just start trying. Remember <laughs> the little stuff. I'm so scared. Have you tried EMDR? <laughs> no, everyone keeps telling me about that. The, I have a woman for you. Really? I want to go. Do it. Have it's her happening. come here. Yeah, I'll have her come over. I'll pay her. Yeah. You, it. it'll, it changed my life too. I want to do that. That I would one love that. I will have life. her over the house. Do it, do dude. It. Yes. That one, you got like to like face your fears. So. You I just have it. to remember them because I think I've blocked a lot out. I remember the really, really traumatic stuff. And then like little things will come to me out of nowhere and I'll be like, oh God. That's what it is. It's like very few good memories. From yeah. Childhood. Me too. That's so funny. Cause like, yeah, me too. I, right. I, I, You're like, what yeah. are the good ones? And then my yeah. mom's like, you just don't remember the good stuff. And I'm like, what good stuff? The good stuff. <laughs> like, like one time you took me to Burger King and it was fun. Yeah. Well, I went to Chuck E. Cheese. My dad would take us to Chuck yeah. E. Cheese. I went to Magic Mountain with him. Yeah. I went to Disneyland with them. But every vacation was traumatic. Were your Terrible. vacations traumatic? Oh, my dad would take me to Club Med when I was a little girl. And then, like, if you've ever been there back in the 80s, it Everyone was, was like naked. Yeah. Oh my it's God. a fuck club. And so, yeah. And I'm a little girl, again, dancing with sailors and weirdos. And I'm Yikes. running around this village, this French Shit. fucking swinger club or fucking whatever. People in banana hammocks everywhere. You're like, yeah. wow, that guy's wiener showing. Yeah, like finding cigarettes to smoke <laughs> oh with God. other children. Stop. French kids. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I'd watch him, you know, drink tequila in the room. And I, I remember getting excited because daddy could drink the worm at the bottom of the tequila bottle. Where is your dad <laughs> now? <laughs> so dark. The darkest. Um, um, not sure. Do you um, talk to him? Not right now. No, really? no, it's too much going on. God damn. No. Yeah. I mean, I just started talking to my mom again. We've had a very tumultuous relationship and we're trying to work on it. And she talks to my therapist and I talk to my therapist and, you know, we're trying to like, you know, be cool. You know, I haven't seen her in about three years and, uh, I talk to my dad every day. 
That's good. And my dad's like very, my dad calls me and texts me every day. And That's he's done wonderful. that since I moved out here 17 years ago. Oh. He like loves me so much. That's wonderful. He literally calls and texts every single day. And if I don't respond, he'll just like send me weird pictures of him. Like he'll be like, hurt, it's dad. And he'll be like, like he'll make a face. Like it's very like, he very care, much cares. Oh. Yeah. So my dad tried really hard to be, you yeah. know, but he's a dad. So it's like, you know, only so much they can do. Guys you know? are dopes. Guys though. are, guys are got, like he's a guy's guy too. He's not like a, you know, he's not like effeminate. So it's no. like, he's a dude. So like when I was sad, when I was younger, he'd be like, and I was like, that's not what I need. I need a hug. And he'd be like, okay, yeah. you're going to be fine. Yeah. I'm like, ow, yeah. fuck. Jesus Christ, like just yeah. punch me in the yeah. face. He's like, you're going to toughen up. And I'm like, yeah. oh God, I'm not tough. I'm weak. You yeah. know? Ooh, no, no. My dad literally, when he would tell me, your I dad's love freaking you, hardcore. hardcore. My dad would be like, I love you. Okay. <laughs> and you're like, that's the love. I love you. All right. Slap, slap, slap. Yeah. Like what about like that? birthday parties and shit? So <laughs> here's the deal. He was actually quite good about spoiling me in that regard. If uh -huh. it was money. He could throw, if he could throw money at the problem. Was he wealthy? I think he did really well. He what did, did he do? He owned a forklift business wow. in the Valley and he did really well. I'm Good. really proud of him. Like mm -hmm. he worked his way up from fucking nothing. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, birthday parties. Yeah, money, throw money. At I would have just lived with presents. him. I would have been like, fuck it. I'll, I, I'll live with forklift daddy. I did for a while. And I did. I go back, back and, and forth, forth yeah. back and forth, back and forth. It was too much. But wanting a mother's much. love is one very important. Like- Oh, was it the worst? Like, know. yeah, I know. I still don't know what that is. Like, people, I I, we don't know what we've missed. Mm -hmm. So, I can't. Get, I get sad about it, but I don't know what I'm missing. I don't know what I'm sad about. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. I know what I give my kids, and I'll be like, this must feel really good for them. Like, yeah. they must feel so safe, and that must be really nice. You know? I know. I'm like so jealous of people who like remember. Do you remember going over friends' houses with yeah. their moms? Yeah. And their moms were like braiding their hair and baking pie and making, you know, <laughs> like being like, "I love. It. Let's go get our nails done yeah. together and like let's cuddle and like be so sweet." And I'm like, "Whoa, yeah. I want that." Yeah. I want like, that too. What's that? Or I go to my. They're American, just so warm and loving. Yeah. You come or like, to them with any problem. Yeah. Or I go to my American friend's house and they buy. Well, there's tuna casserole. <laughs> And I'm like, what the fuck is a tuna casserole? There's food in the fridge. Help yourself. Yeah. And they had like good cool juice boxes yeah. and stuff. You're like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. Chocolate pudding. And, yeah. And like Twinkies and shit. I was like, dude. Yeah. And the mom would just be like, help. Have fun, you guys. Yeah. Just sit. Bring you some snacks while you're playing. What? What is this? Ritz crackers with little pieces of salami and cheese. What? Did you make this masterpiece? Yeah. Or just the mom. Yeah. Yeah, like the tender mom, my my best friend. The tender mom. That's a, what I always wanted. Yeah. My my friend Shona, uh, my best friend growing up in the valley, thank God for her and her family because her mom was real tender mm -hmm. and just still to this day, like the so kindest. safe and kind, yeah. Just just gentle. Just Carol. Her name's yeah, Carol. Yeah, oh, Carol. And soft-spoken. Yeah. Doesn't yell. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, and if you're sad, like you know that that person could like embrace you and like everything's going to be okay. Whereas like with my mom, it's like, I'd be like, I need a hug. I need a hug. Yeah. And, or like you tell them something, you, you feel like you want to have like a yeah. mom relationship. Oh, no, no, no. Then they go tell everybody or they yes. put it on Facebook. 
Well, we didn't have Facebook room, but my mother but, would you know, tell, tell people all, all your troubles yep. and then tell like whatever. And you're like, okay, well, can't trust them either. That's great. It's you horrible. Know, so, you know, whatever. But we're trying to work on it. Yeah. It's been hard. She, you know, my mom had a really hard childhood. So that's why it's like kind of yeah. just like, and that's another reason why I'm like, I'm not having kids. Cause I just, I'm just so afraid I would be. Well, I'm not gonna lie, dude. It's te- as much work as you put into yourself now mm-hmm. to get to where you're at. Mm-hmm. When you have children, now it becomes it's a whole new game of therapy and like just fucking going through it, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. Just go through it. But you know, you got to go through it, and then you come out. But as long as you're aware, you have awareness. Yeah. I just don't think it's for me. Too. Then it's not. Then it's not. Don't yeah. listen. Don't fucking. Don't let yeah. me pressure you. It's just a whole new life. It's a whole new life. Like the thought of like me being older, like I think about it a lot because I'm like, well, my husband's older than me and, you know, um, his kids are older and I'm like, well, when I'm old, like I'm going to have nobody. That's the only thing that scares me, but I could always have like a, a cocker spaniel or something. <laughs> That's why you have dogs. That's why I have to get I'll always have a little wiener dog. I'm going to yeah. have like five. Oh my God. I want like a fleet of dachshunds. <laughs> you know, she's not fixed. Oh. And I want her to have puppies so bad, but Tommy's yeah. like, no puppies. No puppies, but I want puppies. No puppies. I know. She would have the cutest little puppies. Yes, she would. Dogs Dogs are really, and you know, I, the first dog we rescued, FIFO, Aww. like that, that dog opened me up so much opened up my ability to love and care for something i never even thought i could do a dog and then i got another dog and then i got pregnant with my kid my first son it was like in stages wow it was scary i'm not i'm not yeah but you did a great job i'm doing i'm trying you're a great mommy hair on your hands i do oh thank you oh thank you does your mom was she ever competitive with you in the past no she was never competitive with me um she she was always like she was the one who taught me about beauty that was one thing like she was always done up my mom was like stunning like my mom was like 108 pounds fucking nice breasts like beautiful like everyone would see my mom and be like that's the pretty mom you know she was beautiful and i remember watching her like do lipstick and makeup and like you know, and then when she left, I would like try to do it on my own, and it looked like Mimi from Drew Carey. I'd be like, "Hey guys, like my blue eyeshadow." And people were like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, but yeah, no, she always like she was always very like into beauty, and like she put lipstick on me when I was like in my kindergarten photos. I had lipstick on. <gasps> I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> That's why I'm so into that shit now. Everyone's like, "Whoa, dude!" But it's like then I'm also very much a tomboy because I was raised by my dad. Yeah, that's so funny. Was, so we have like a similar pretty, pretty, but like dick jokes. Yeah, and I think too it makes you relatable. Yeah, because then you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. you're not, you're beautiful, but you're not like that bitchy. I know. Hot girl. And then there's like those girls on Instagram that are like hot, but they're like. <laughs> I'm not going to mention names, <laughs> but they're like hot, but they're like, you know, and they're like, oh, I'm funny and relatable, but they're like, not really. They're like really just doing the videos to be hot. You yeah. Know what yeah. I mean? yes, like, yes, it's like, yes, here's yes. another video of me in a bikini. And I'm not one to talk because I do do some bikini videos, yeah, but, but you have a good I, body, just, I need just a little bit of reassurance sometimes. So I do that. <laughs> so don't fucking judge me. And uh, you know what? Whatever, guys. <laughs> yeah. But you have a good body. You should. Yeah. Just have fun with it. I'm trying to just fucking enjoy it. Do it. I mean, I'm 33. I'm going to be 34 so, in September. That's you're 33 you're that's like okay first of all i was 32 when i got married i was 38 when i had my first child i'm 43 now wow so dude like you've got a whole world ahead of you 
Yeah, I got some time. I you guess. really do. If you, if God, like, if you do, if the switch goes off, for me, my baby switch didn't go off until I was 35. Really? I was like, wow. I want a baby. I want a baby. Yeah, some of my friends, like, um, are in their 40s and they're like, they literally look way younger than me and they're so hot. And I'm like, wow, like, I'm not even worried about it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, fuck. No, you look amazing. You know I, mean? I would never. I mean, I think you're just more mature than 33. I was yeah, like, I'm like 50. In, you've been through so much. Yeah. <laughs> my Christina, let's talk about Polydent, who sponsors my <laughs> podcast. Anyway, I love you. This I has been really fun. Too. I can't believe we did a fucking whole hour and 15 minutes Holy already. shit. All right. I know it flew. I love, I love you being here. I want to do like a, we should do like a fucked up feelings podcast or something I, or fucked up friends club podcast i would love it yeah let's, there's a let's have you heard something. of the fucked up friends club it's no. called by local authority they have like a, a clothing line it's called fucked up friends it's us <laughs> fucked up friends <laughs> well we should at least start a support group for people that have mentally borderline person i think borderline specifically because yeah. it's a very so many people have it i think there's a i don't know how what the I don't know what the statistics are. I think a yeah. lot of fucking Or just people. parents that are mentally ill in general. Cause it's like, I did go to Al-Anon to try to address yeah. that. Cause they told me that that would be a good place, but I didn't relate to anybody because everyone's parents were severe alcoholics and it was like more about their alcoholism than it was about mental illness. I mean, yeah. obviously it goes hand in hand yeah. a yeah. lot, but the, a lot of the people in Al-Anon were just talking about like, Oh yeah, my mom passed out drunk in the house with a cigarette, burned the whole house down. Like that kind of thing. Horrible, but like yeah. not mentally like abusive, not mental illness. Yeah. Cause that to know? me would be like, yeah. All right. Yeah. Like That's my, like- my parent did that. I'd be like, that sucked, but at least they didn't like tell you that their dad's donkey cock didn't fit in them when you were five, you know, like no. I most rather the house burned down. <laughs> I know. And like, yeah, my mom would kick me out all the time. Like, That's yeah. insane. As a kid, you're like, where am I going to go fucking go? Yeah. I'm three. I know. But the part <sighs> of, but I got to tell you though, I think your mom leaving, mm-hmm. leaving, that's a fucking rare. Like, I was listen, so glad. I do the road, uh, not now, but yeah. 72 hours max. And that's I'm where home. You're yeah. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm, with your babies, yeah. You cannot pry me from my children mm-hmm. like even now i'm like oh, i gotta i got what's up with dinner time yeah yeah you're like bitch and this shit like, i love yeah because yeah. i i they're me they're a part of they came from me so for that to happen something's really wrong with her but can i tell you i was so glad because yeah, the drama went it, all the oh. yelling gone wait until she dies oh no it's the best no, the, no i'll be so sad well the i'll first, feel bad i'll feel like year. i fucking but then you're free but then you're Dad, she listens to this. She's like, "You little." Oh, bitch. sorry. No, mom, you're doing great. Oh you're my god, great. no. I mean, like, we're working on it. I love it. You're working on it. You're working. Anyway, anyway all right. Anyway, so right. follow Christina. Oh yeah, you guys already listen to your mom's house, and yeah. you have the mommy podcast, which no, is wait. your. Yeah, your where, where my mom's pod- at? Where my mom's at is your yeah. own personal podcast, which I love. Where my mom? Where my mom? Where my mom's at? I listen to that shit, and you have your Doctor Drew shit you do all the time. Christina's everywhere. You guys know all about. You know, you guys already know about her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So go follow her on the Instagram. Is you? What's your at handle? It's just at Christina P. At the Christina P. The at the Christina P. Go follow her. She's mad entertaining. And maybe we'll start a trauma group and we'll let you guys know about it. I would love that, man. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't, shouldn't we? Maybe if we have some, I mean, we do have time in quarantine. Maybe we could set it up. Seriously, dude. Doing the like fucking everybody can meet and so many people show up and, <laughs> right? It's like it becomes a cult. 
That'd be great. Led by us. Great. That's fucking trauma cult. As long as we can help people, man. Bring free donuts and coffee, guys, yeah, and talk dude. about your bullshit. Everyone Let's gets do it. it's like a it's like AA. You get you get uh five minutes and go around the room, introduce yourself, say whether you'd like to share or not. I love that. Yeah, cool. Let's do cool. it. There's a lot Let's of people. Anyway, all right. I all love right. you. I love and you, guys, dude. follow her, check her out, and we'll stay tuned next week for more worst first. We're out. <laughs> oh, wrong button. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.